You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Oz Network. We continue our coverage of Lost. We are still in the third season. We are up to the 18th episode. Yay! This episode is called D O C Doc. That's how it's spelled. I don't know. DOC letters. Uh, it aired on Anzac Day 2007. If you don't know when Anzac Day is, look it up. Uh, and it was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, directed by the esteemed Frederick E.O. Toy, um, because he is cool. He has a cool name. And it's an episode all about Sun, the character, not the thing in the sky. My name is Ben, and when was the last time you and your husband had sex? And my name's Noah, and I hate you. Oh, I've been waiting for you to say that to me my entire life. It makes me so happy. It's the nicest thing I've ever said to it you. It really is. We're, we're finally getting close. I like it. It's only <laughs> taken like eight years. Um, yeah, DOC. Uh, this is an episode of Lost, Noah. Uh, it's about Sun. Um, it's it's okay. We like Sun and Jin. Um, but, yeah, we find out some interesting things about babies and Sun and... The moon and Naomi and yeah, what do you? What's your take on DOC? I think I found that I enjoyed this one more than I perhaps remembered enjoying it. Like, it's not one of those ones where you're checking the clock. Is it over yet? Like, um, there's a lot going on in the episode. Like most of season three, there's not a ton of new information they can give us in a flashback but any flashback with Jin's dad in it i'm not i'm not going to bag on Aww, too much because that guy dad. is just the greatest guy in the world um yeah it's like most sun and Jin episodes it's not an episode where a ton of stuff happens but they normally have good character stuff in their episodes so uh, yeah it's it's a pretty decent episode but it's still kind of setting the scene for the great stretch of Endgame episodes of this season. Have you seen Endgame yet? I did see that one. Mm. And there was lots of... Uh, there was lots of Kate in that. There was? Well, I, I say lots, but more than... <laughs> the last Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was good. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah, that's the only thing we care about when we go to watch uh, Endgame <laughs> as Lost fans. It's like, yeah, who gives a shit about that? Iron Man dies, whatever. Oh, cool, there's Kate! Um, so that movie was longer than season three of Lost. <laughs> it's still going. Uh, I had to take it. <laughs> I had to leave. It's the interval right now. We had to record Lost. <laughs> I've been watching it for the last three uh, weeks. Lots of, lots of wasps, so that was nice. Yeah, no, good on them for putting Kate in there. You know, I mm. can't wait for more of her in Ant Man. She, and... she, she is the best of the. Uh, the female. They had that little Great. montage with all the females. I was cheer- I wanted to shout, go, go wasp. You should have. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like anyone would have cheered for Captain Marvel. She doesn't show up for like, she just, she just had her own bloody movie and she's not in this one. Like, I've, I've not seen Captain don't. Marvel, but I was not a fan of her. In... <laughs> I, 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 I always like Scarlett Johansson, but yeah. I was cheering for wasp during that little, little section. Has, go wasp. Hashtag team wasp. It, it's it's our Kate. It is. No, any lost fan should be on the on the Kate bandwagon. All right. The well, now the, get the wasp Michael band. Emerson in these yes. dumb Marvel. Movies. I want Michael Emerson to play B, so <laughs> be in the wasp. He would be a great hero, a great villain, just a great. He can be the new Iron Man. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you being Robert Downey Jr. Why not? <laughs> Looks the part. Um, <laughs> he's actually starting, I think, this week or next week. He's in a new a new series. Oh, is he? Well, how long till that gets cancelled? I say this week, <laughs> next week. Uh, a few weeks ago, oh. he was in a new series. Well, what was it? What's it about? I don't know when it's there. Uh, I completely forgotten. I just read it this morning, and it, oh. it it didn't catch my attention enough. I think it was it's something a bit to do with Italy. It's just called Italy. (laughs) (laughs) An oral visual history. Is it it the name of the rose? 
The Rose? It says the name of the Rose where he plays the Abbot. Oh, oh. It's I was a thinking mini- of Rose, the character. I'm like, yeah, we haven't seen her anymore. <laughs> it's a mini series. Yeah, the name of the Rose. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Mini series. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even get star billing. He's like 10th down the list. <laughs> Although it has a lot That's of main like Matthew people. Fox level. It is. I mean, it's got John Turturro in it. It's got Rupert Everett. Um, yep. Okay. Cool. Um, poor Michael Emerson. Michael. I can't even see him in this list. He's in the historical period is he drama. In the show? He's right down the bottom. It's in northern Italy in 1327. The Franciscan Thryer William of Baskerville followed by the young novice Adso of Milk, Rich is an isolated... This sounds so boring. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for our recap. Holy crap, no, I can't even get through the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for Michael <laughs> <laughs> Oh, get this damn guy in movies, for God's sake. Listeners are still waiting for us to recap DOC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're six minutes in. Michael Emerson has gone from... Benjamin Linus to the Abbot. Yeah. Does he play Tony or somebody else? Um, that's an Australian joke, by the way. Hashtag vote in the election this week. Um, oh, I completely blanked that. I thought Tony was the name of his character in Arrow. <laughs> oh, God, you've been out of Australia for way too long. You don't even get a Tony Abbott joke. Um, so the flashback, we'll start with the flashback. Sonny's walking through Seoul. Uh, I'm just reading. Oh, that river is not. Uh, just, <laughs> that's not what Seoul looks Have like. Have you been to Seoul? I've been to Seoul a few times. Is Seoul a nice city? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Does it have Seoul? Uh, it's got Seoul, but this wasn't Seoul because the, if she was standing there, she would have been in the river. Well, she should have been, exactly. Um, they call each other Mr. and Mrs. Kwan, they love each other madly. Uh, and then she sits down on a bench next to a woman. Now, this, of course, isn't where the bench is in uh, Seoul. It's about three metres to the left. <laughs> um, and they just start talking, and, oh, she just happens to be in the newspaper. And then before we know it, this woman's basically blackmailing her, going, I know your family's powerful, give me $100,000, because I know that you're <laughs> married to the son of a fisherman and a whore. Like, I, I love the way that, like, what, what is it a thing in Korea? That fishermen are like the worst of the worst. Like, <laughs> why do fishermen hate? Like, oh, you're married to the son of a fisherman. Shame. Like, is this a thing? Uh, I feel like in Korea they would just sue her ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're very much like America, the, are they? I'm, I don't know. I just feel like there's lots of fishermen around. Not so much in my city because I live in the mountains, but there are fishermen around. Uh, they love their fish. So. Um, but these older ladies in Korea are called Ajumas, and they're scary. I pass Ajumas in the street like this older lady, and I get scared. So, so why are they called Ajuma? Well, that's just name for older lady. Not necessarily scary. You can have a nice older lady, but it's a thing and there's one that lives on my street and she scares the shit out of me but like what what is the like why are they scary are they just like do they stand on the street and like wave a stick at you or something or uh staring giving you that that look of death um <laughs> that look sometimes death. yelling sometimes there's some yelling wow. um searching through the trash <laughs> uh, wait so these, are sure these that... homeless ajumas there are homeless Ajumas, but Aww. the one on my street, she just likes to search the trash to make sure the neighbours have recycled properly. So, uh, she's always there as well. The older women going through trash. Did you put your plastic in here properly? You laugh. I cower in fear. Why? Because you're not recycling properly? Oh, she's going to find my milk carton in the bin. I don't know if I'm recycling properly. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. Um, so what I'm trying to say is I've sat down on a bench and I'm equally as scared, but luckily I've not been blackmailed yet. Did you meet Jin's mum? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, no. No. 
yes, well, she's been blackmailed. Spoiler alert, this is Jin's mum. Um, who, like, is this flashback meant to be important? Like, am I meant to be missing something in this flashback, or is this just a season three flashback where it's kind of like, cool, bit of background that we really needed? I mean, at least we get to know Jin's mum, and we're not on a weed farm, so I can't complain too much compared to some of the flashbacks we're seeing. I I love the fact that on Lostpedia there is no theories for Jin's mother, uh, yet there was theories for, like, man in tree. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, she's played... Um, the the actress is Alexis Ree, and uh, she's uh, guest starred in Season 3 episode of ER, uh, called Heart mm, of the Matter. I th- thought I remembered her. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. Just, just that she was I also- love her a lot. Her Lostpedia page says Jin's mother was a prostitute in Namhae, South Korea. Oh, Namhae is supposed to be very beautiful. Have you it? have you been there? No, it's on my list. Okay. Is, is, so is uh, meeting a, a prostitute in Namhae or? Well, it's supposed to be a really nice, uh, beautiful island, but I guess they've got prostitutes too. But beautiful island. So does everywhere. Do they have prostitutes, I guess. Good for them. Um, so, anyway. It says on here her profession is former prostitute. No, former. Oh, she does now. She's retired. <laughs> she's retired. She's closed her legs. She's uh, gone on to better things or worse well, things. She's very rich. She's very rich now. So, um, But she, she asked for 100000 but in Korean won, that's not really that much. Well, well, she so. says dollars. Why is she asking for dollars? <laughs> I get paid over a million for my job. So a hundred thousand is not much at all. Noah's yeah, rich. A Noah's a millionaire. Yeah, multi-millionaire. Well, you could actually say that then. So do you feel special getting paid like a million, whatever the currency is? No, I feel overwhelmed trying to figure out how much money I actually have. <laughs> so what is a million, and how- a million worth in, in dollars? Uh, about a thousand. So. Oh, so you get paid a thousand dollars? Jesus, you need. No, to... <laughs> I, I I said over a thousand, but I was being a gentleman and didn't want to disclose my paycheck. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll but disclose my paycheck. I need to Zero. save every dollar of that in case I get a a trash fine <laughs> <laughs> from Spectre. Oh God, Korean life. We need to start a podcast. Um, so the stories I could tell. You. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, um, a, a window broke opposite my office today. It was pretty interesting. I had to call the council. And if there was an old lady uh, searching through your trash in New Zealand. Yeah, no, it's just the sheep. They're searching through the sheep, basically. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I mentioned to yeah. Noah off air. Here's a fun story for our long-term listeners. Um, former Oslet, Jared Elliott. You know, I had a bit of a conversation with him during the week to which, uh, you know, talking about living in New Zealand, one of his uh, questions was, do you have many sheep stories? So... <laughs> well, I, do you? I've seen some. I, I, I bought a, a stuffed sheep. You bought one. <laughs> You get given one when you land in New Zealand. It's like, oh, brew, welcome to New Zealand. Have a sheep. Um, yes. Anyway, that's what they call their prostitutes over here. So uh, they they go. They're back home, and um, Jin and Son have a fight because uh, Son's asking about Jin's family. He's a bit of a dick, Jin. You know, all she's doing is like, oh, you know, but you said your father died when you were sixteen. No, I was in the army. It's like, no, but you said, oh, shut up, leave it alone. <laughs> She's very patient, his son. Because I, I think that that was, you know, Mallory getting. I'm like, Jesus, you're hiding something here. Uh, <laughs> just, just... I feel like this episode we're starting to see signs of badass son, but I feel like for so much of her life, she just she lets people walk all over her. Yeah. Poor son. Well, she's not poor. She's about to give someone $100,000. She's rich son. Rich son. <laughs> uh, we get badass son in this episode, though. So yeah, um, this is early signs of badass. So. Yeah, um, but then we're gonna send see uh, Mister Quan is back because uh, Sun goes 
tracks down Jin's dad. Oh, oh, Mr. He is a treasure. Mr. This guy is the nicest guy in all of life. Please tell me he's like your country's president. Like, like I just want him to, you know, good story here about him. What a man. What a mighty fine man. John Shin is his name. See, justice for fishermen, because he, he's, he's a gem. He is. And we don't see him again, um, do we? No. He doesn't deserve... Jin, or Jin's mum doesn't deserve to be with him. Yeah, well, I mean, he paid to be with her, I guess, but... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't love! I, I like to ignore ignore that part of it because Mr. Kwan is so precious that I don't like to think of He was also very lonely. <laughs> Clearly so. Uh, this, this, we missed the deleted scene where Sam walks in. Oh, how much? <laughs> I was thinking that actually when like they're sitting there, like you know, what if like yeah, Mister Con's very nice. What if he's a bit of a sleazeball? Like you know, like oh, but he's not because he's Mister Con. Um, well, th- these these flashbacks are very like K drama. Like they're like their whole. It's like not even lost. It's a whole thing going on. So I like to see the drama where. Sun was first hooking up with uh, Jay Lee learning English, but now she, she, she's with Jin's dad at the same time. That's the drama I want to see. I love the thing that I love about Mr. Quad is just the look on his face. Like when she's like, you know, oh, are you Mr. Quad? Just the look on his face. He's just like, you must be Sun. Like, oh, like just give him a cuddle. Like, he's so... He is so precious. Oh, what a man. Uh, is I, he the nicest guy in Lost? I, I yes. think he is. Him or Hurley. Uh, just reminds mm, me of Lapitas, yeah. you know. Except for you, Hurley. I love you, man. <laughs> Lapitas! You think Hurley ever paid for a prostitute? Oh, absolutely. When he won the lottery? Come on. He did. A lot of them. Um, that's a bit mean. No, he would have. Come on. Um, who didn't in Lost? Who Just didn't? I know, saw it. Um, I feel like Jack probably did in Thailand. <laughs> uh, Locke? Do you think Locke's a man to pay for sex? I don't think Locke's a man to pay for sex. Well, he was on the sex phone line, so probably. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Boone? I feel like Bernard back in the 70s as well. I reckon Boone wouldn't have. Oh, Boone. Wouldn't need to. He's Boone. Yeah, maybe a male prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Boone. Um, Literally, because male prostitutes are expensive. Um, So I've been told. <laughs> Thanks for revealing that. Friend told me. Um, I know, a confession. I that's my job. Like that's why I moved to New Zealand. That's I'm a male prostitute. Everyone knows that we're in most demand over here. Um, I still have to. I you know even though I am a male prostitute, I still have to pay people to have sex with me. So it's fine. Like I'm sort of business models got to be worked out a little bit better. Uh, but I do like it when he's talking to Sun and Mr. Corner talking. And what does uh, his dad say? Like, oh, he, her, his mother was with many men. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the nice yeah. way of calling her a, a slut. She's a slut, basically. That's what he's saying. But, Literally a professional what one. Ma- what makes Mr. Corn so precious is he might not even be the dad, but he's still raised... Poor old Jin, so that's just... It's precious. Well, he's basically said, yeah, exactly, like, I don't know if I even was a father, but she just left him with me, and I wasn't going to leave him. Like, I was going to raise him. Like, what a, what... A, who does that? What a great person he is. Like... Yeah. There's, like, if you rated people on greatness in this show, you've got, like, Boone, and then you've got Mr. Kwan, about Mr. the same, <laughs> and then you've got, like, a big gap to Hurley... And then you've got like nothing. Then that's there's just nothingness after that. And Mr. Kwan has the rare distinction of maybe being the only dad who's not a dick in the show. Mm. It's the mum this time because Mr. Peck and Kristen Shepherd and Anthony Cooper and you know Sawyer's dad shot his mum. Like Mr. Kwan might be the only the only good dad in the show. Kate's stepdad did bad things. Yeah. I guess her real dad was not... Her real, non-real dad was pleasant, but... Hurley's Mr. Quad. dad. Yeah, Hurley's dad left. Aaron's dad. That's <laughs> oh, <he's laughs> Aaron. the worst. 
I'm not silly. Yeah, Aaron's dad. I don't make money in fish and fry. <laughs> and Aaron's uh, stepdad, Charlie's not so hot either. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's dad? Do you say who we got the piano from? Yeah, Charlie's dad was. Yeah. Daddy issues lost. Um, so this time it's mummy issues. Mummy issues. Um, so, and then he says um, to, to son, don't tell Jin that you saw me and don't say that, you know, let him know that Jin's mum's still alive. Uh, then we see son getting money off um, her dad. What What is with his office? It's just basically like, it looks like a open sort of hotel lobby with a table in the middle of it. It's like the most emptiest looking office I've ever seen. Um, but I, I do love the power of Sun, though, that she can just basically walk in there with this high-level meeting that he's having, and then basically they're like, oh, congratulations for getting married, and then they all just, like, walk off. Um, and then, so she asks for $100,000, and it's like, I'm not going to tell you what it's for. She kind of lets it slip that it's for Jin to get him out of trouble, and then this is where we find out this is why uh, Jin will have to work for Sun's dad. Um, basically saying that, you know, if uh, it will be on his head and he will have to directly work for me. Um, and I do like the bit where Sun's kind of like, you know, like, I've pretended to not know what you do and, you know, you need to give this money. And badass Sun, getting a bit there anyway. So um, yeah. I like it. And then later on, Jin discovers the money. Uh, and then uh, Sun is basically, oh, it's for our honeymoon and to buy some furniture um and not and this is you know nice Jin. this is Jin gets it from his dad doesn't he like you know i will provide <laughs> for you i don't want to be in debt and oh they love each other how nice and then later on son meets up with what what did you call these women in korea ajuma ajuma and hands over the money and um she admits basically well son says you're his mother and she's like, just because I gave birth to him doesn't make me his mother. And then this is badass son. You know, <laughs> uh, you know how powerful my family is. Uh, and I will kill you, basically, um, if, uh, you know, you do this again. So uh, is this the first real badass son moment that you think? Or like the, the main, you know, kind of one where we're like, Jesus. She's had her moments, but this is probably her her scariest moment but we'll get more of this in season four and i like sun on on a good day but badass sun is definitely the best part of her character when she just i mean even on the island this episode she she gets at it but uh she she's got some shades of gin and some shades of her father in her um but yeah i mean Jin's mum deserved it it's like she's awful um I I feel like they should have just like if they if they're so powerful they should have just dealt with this another way. I wouldn't have given her the money. Mm. I, I I always forget I, that she gets she's the money. a crazy prostitute on the street. Who's going to believe her anyway? What what um what do you think she did with the money? Uh, maybe she opened a brothel. <laughs> maybe who knows? Um, yeah, like I mean, this could have been anyone. Like she's got no evidence. She's just basically like, oh. I'm going to tell everyone that you're married to a fisherman, the son of a fisherman and a prostitute. And, like, why is that? Like, if I went up to Donald Trump's son and said that, I mean, pro- I'd probably get the money. Let's be honest. <laughs> probably be true. <laughs> hey, it's probably true. And B, I'd probably get the money. Um, but, like, I could just say this to anyone. Like, oh, you're rich and famous. I'm going to tell everyone that you're the son of. A goat molester. Oh no, he's $100,000. And why $100,000? Why not a million dollars? You know, like, it's a bit specific, but yeah, it's odd that she just gives the money. Like, yeah. I feel like she needs to be more threatening, like, as you said. Like, oh, I've got a picture Kill- of me having sex with Jin's dad. And maybe, maybe she had a, a recycling trash fine to pay. <laughs> Hundred thousand dollars. I should try this. Is Korea like really clean then? Like, because you're so scared to litter. You would think. <laughs> Politically correct answers from Noah Groves. Uh, 
for the record, I love living in Korea, <laughs> and I love seeing not Korea, Korea on Lost and hearing the language. So, so in about disclaimer. A- in a year's or so time when we're doing this and you're living, you know, in, like, Europe or something, you're like, ah, fuck, Korea was a shithole. <laughs> it's like, won't get kicked out of the country now. Uh, but no, that's not true. Hello, Korean government, if you're listening, Noah loves your country. Loves it. You're making it sound like I'm, I'm being on the nose and I don't. He's I in, do. He's in North Korea, everyone. <laughs> he's being monitored. Especially the food. Mmm, food. I had a really good pizza tonight. It's great. Just thought I'd share that. Um, meanwhile, on the island, um, we, or at least as we, uh, Lostpedia says, at the beach and the staff, um, what's the staff? The station they go to. Oh, okay. I thought there was just like staff working <laughs> on the island. Um, sun's in a garden again. And as always, there's somebody creeping around a garden. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jack or some, people would surely think that the poor woman's been traumatized in this garden. Like, coming through, G- coming through, son. It's me, it's Jack. <laughs> Not Russell, Russell, Russell. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Hi, it's Jack. Yes. Yeah, surprised in that PTSD. <laughs> but I love, like, Jackie just questioning her about her pregnancy. And have you, like, since, <laughs> since um, Stranger in a Strange Land, do you notice how much they seem to emphasize on Jack's tattoos when he's, like, talking just like... <laughs> he's his tattoo, like, sent a shot. Remember the tattoo? Like, come on, everyone. The greatest episode in Lost. Um, Sun is all suspicious, though, because a doctor is asking her questions about her pregnancy. <laughs> like, okay, they're seriously not trusting Jack. I get it. But <laughs> the only doctor on the island is asking her questions about her pregnancy. Now... Is that right to be suspicious? I get it. I get it. <laughs> Juliet's there. Jack's been a bit weird. But it's not like Sawyer's coming up and being like, <laughs> Hey, sweet cheese. Got any bleeding from the badge? <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of... It's a doctor asking you questions. It's kind of valid. Uh, I'm on a team. Be suspicious. <laughs> she, old shifty eyes, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Rustling through the garden. How's your bleeding going, son? How's the baby inside? The baby! Um, so we then see son chatting with Kate, and then Kate tells son that Juliet was a fertility doctor and basically tells her the truth about um, the loyalty... Uh, oh, sorry, that Claire's... Uh, Claire was kidnapped, basically, for research... And then I love Angry Son, who then storms off to go see Juliet. And I thought you would have appreciated the line of your love of Kate, just when, like, Kate's going after her, like, no, no, don't do it. She's like, go away, Kate. Just the way she says it to her, like, fuck off, Kate. I um, feel like everyone just always, is always telling Kate to go away. Poor Kate. Poor, she's the wasp. She'll, <laughs> she'll hit you with your wings. Um, and then basically, she, you know, son goes off at Juliet. Juliet says every pregnant woman on the island is going to die. Uh, well, dies, essentially. So, meanwhile, son's asleep. And what's the best way to get someone on your side? Uh, you know, just to make sure that they think that you're a good person, not a bad person. Sneak into their tent in the middle of the night and cover their mouth and say, Shh, don't say anything. I'm going to help you. Yep. Well, son's used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, four o'clock, about to get kidnapped again. Uh, <laughs> who is she, Kim Bauer? Um, she then takes, uh, she goes, son goes with Juliet, they go to the staff, and uh, and we basically learn uh, that she's going to find out whether or not she conceived on the island or off the island, and that if she conceived off the island, that she's probably going to survive, but if she conceived on the island, she going to die. And this is where we get the DOC <laughs> reference, essentially, of, oh, I'm going to determine your DOC. Um, and that once they go in there, uh, this is where Sun admits to Juliet that she cheated on Jean. That could, and if, essentially, it's going to be bad news either way, that if she conceived off the island that she will survive, but then she's going to know this baby isn't Jin's, but if she conceived on the island, she's going to die, but the baby will be Jin's, so good news. Um, I do like that kind yeah. of... That moment where you're just like, oh, shit, there's no... Screwed there's no way. good solution here. Like, yeah. son's screwed either way. I like And I like Juliet here, um, 
you know, kind of her, her way of calming son down and basically, you know, discussing about how she's had to break this news to people and that she's lost nine patients in three years and she really wants to give good news again. So great acting by Elizabeth Mitchell uh, here as well. And and obviously um, great acting too by Yoon Jin Kim as well, not to take away from her. They're both great acting here and I think they work really well together uh, in these scenes. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's, it's a weird pairing that we don't really ever get again, but they do work well together. Um, but I, I thought that Juliet, when Sun admitted that she cheated on Jin, she should have bribed $100,000 out of her. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone, I hate you. Um, <laughs> so we find out then that, um, good news, everyone, Jin's a father because the baby was conceived on the island. Well, I mean, is Jin the father? Like, I mean, Sawyer could be the father. Jack could be the father. Harley <laughs> could be the father. <laughs> we don't know. That's the next flashback. That's the next um, flashback. The infamous lost gangbang of day 24. Well, she did get kidnapped. She did? Why didn't we ever get to see the scene of the DOC? Yeah. Was that that one when they came out of the tent, though? Like, literally? And um, Jin was like, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, like, stretching out of the tent, maybe? Like, was that it? Um, there's this, probably a this trivia episode... thing, surely, on Lostpedia somewhere. That was the date of conception. This episode gave me a bit of uh, trauma because I also had to... Well, I, pregnant on the island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was gins. Uh, I had to get an ultrasound in Korea, so I just... Um, to see if you were pregnant? <laughs> so, so, it was a boy. Oh, congratulations! Uh, You've always wanted a boy. Oh. So seeing this and all the soul and the river and the Ajumas this episode, it reminded me of when I had to go awkwardly into a Korean hospital and get an ultrasound. <laughs> um, well, I, I hope it's... your real ultrasound, for whatever reason it was, was okay. Oh, it was expensive, and uh, they <laughs> they started pulling my pants down, like <laughs> quite lower than it needed to go, and then sat me there for about five minutes. Naked. And then finally, finally, the doctor decided that he would like to come in and start rubbing goo on my tummy. But <laughs> what did you eat? Sat me there, my pants half down. What did you what eat? Did I eat? Why did you need an ultrasound? I ate my recycling. <laughs> you were so concerned you were to. Oh, she'll never find it in here. <laughs> nom 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 nom. Uh, turns out everything was fine, but. A false alarm, but expensive, though. And, oh, you, that you, was my your millionaire lifestyle and career. I'm sure you can afford uh, it. <laughs> well, I think it was around 100000 Jesus. Um, Stand a bill in America. Which was really not that expensive, really, but considering there was nothing wrong. Mm. That's 100 bucks for nothing wrong, but uh, that was my experience of going into a hospital where no one spoke English and people dragging me from one floor to the next floor and go into this room and pants down. pulling my pants half down, leaving me there for five minutes. Are you sure you didn't go into a brothel that uh, Jin's mum uh, bought with $100,000? I think you weren't in a hospital there. Could have been. Mm, I hope you got a Could happy ending at least. Well, my tummy felt a bit funny still. <laughs> That's what I mean with a happy ending. Uh, That's how babies I mean, are born. It- it was a happy ending because there was nothing wrong. It's just a false scare, but I, I, I was never expecting to be joining Sun and getting an ultrasound <laughs> tummy. And I got to see the inside of my body, which was uh, <laughs> grosser than the outside. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I thought you were going to see the inside of my body once that time when you were standing in my living room and basically like, do you wonder if anyone's <laughs> murdered anyone? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. I think I'm about to be, though. Um yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend ever seeing your liver. That's not what I wanted to see. But... With some Chianti and some beans. I thought it was going to be purple, but it was weird coloured. Oh, so well, like it was actually like 3D. I thought they was just that weird black and white stuff that goes... Oh, I, I saw the whole damn thing. Oh, like There was a... a photo. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, it was a boy. Maybe we are. Didn't talking. make Talking about ER this week. I don't know. Um, so, Juliet, I do like this moment. I sort of like when they're both crying with each other. Uh, and then Juliet's, you know, going to do everything that she can to help her. Uh, but then Sun's happy. 
that the baby's gins. Uh, and as they're leaving, um, Juliet's like, oh, no. Well, this, hmm. just one thing. This point here with the ultrasound and everything is kind of an important scene because this will be in the flash sideways, Sun and Jin's awakening scene in the finale that they're in the hospital in the sideways and Juliet gives her the ultrasound and then intense music and Sun and Jin remember. So even though DOC seems like a pretty random episode, it will show up again in the finale. just gets me sad when you start talking about finales and Jin and Sun. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, Juliet, they're outside and Juliet's basically like, oh, I've got to go back in and just, uh, you know, fix some stuff up. Which, again, like, come on, you're suspicious of this woman already. You're not going to follow her in. Um, so Juliet walks back inside and she gets a tape recorder and uh, lets Ben know uh, about Sun's condition, that she's going to be moving ahead, collecting samples um, from other survivors, including Kate. So, ooh, what does, that, what does this mean? Uh, and then we get this pretty famous moment. She stops the tape recorder. I love this moment. It's so good. Uh, she just pressed stop. She kind of just pauses and just this look in her face. And she's just like, I hate you. And then puts the recorder away. Just, oh, so good. You know, I'm a little critical on season three, but they're nailing the endings lately. Um, like, And this just lends to the thing of, is she, isn't she... Because even with the I hate you, we still don't really know. Mm. Does she just hate Ben, but she's still another evil? But the, the is she, isn't she thing, just nothing is cleared up here, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, completely I, lo- I love these kind of intense moments with Julia. Mm. So good. Love her. Absolutely love her. Um, so, yeah, anything else you want to add on the, the sun stuff before we, I guess, go hang with Naomi and Mikhail? Well, I guess it is sweet that uh, it is Jin's baby, but it does lead into this moment of, well, is Sun going to die on this show? She's only got, what, two months uh, yes, or something, they basically but, say, don't they? Um, so it uh, it will lead into a lot of season four of getting Sun off the island, uh, but it is such a dilemma of, well, it's Jin's, but she's going to die. <laughs> like, so It's Very not charming. really a happy ending. Mm. Um, you did mention about the DOC. It does say here that uh, that Sun conceived the baby uh, just before Jin stopped speaking to her <laughs> because he, she found he found out about uh, her speaking English in season one. So they were still so, doing each other when they were so angry at each other, like you know, do your buttons up. And well, all that maybe that's stuff. why. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. No, it says, it says just before, so maybe something went a little wrong. That's why he wasn't talking to her. <laughs> Premature ejaculated, something like that. Um, don't know. That, again, maybe that's proof that it's the baby's not Jin's, you know? Like, Michael was around at that point, wasn't he? You know, like, given some yeah. of the, uh, the she, evils. She did have that weird thing with Michael. She did. Um, that stare, intense staring. We all know that intense staring without protection can lead to pregnancy. So... You know, do Korean people really hate black people in New York? <laughs> yes. Did we answer that? <laughs> Every time I've been to New York, the streets are just littered with Korean people yelling at black people. It's terrible. Like it's it's an epidemic. They really need to fix that. Like it's just it's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Uh, and all the Australians hating peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, bloody ice, mate. What's this crap? Peanut butter. Ah, crazy. <laughs> Apparently, uh, no one Australian who loves peanut butter. <laughs> they, they all went to the Emily de Raven School of Acting. Crikey! Here I am in New York. Saw uh, <laughs> <laughs> <So> Crocodile Dundee <laughs> 2. <laughs> Followed by Crocodile Dundee 3. Um, no one's seen that movie. Come on now. Uh, is there a Crocodile there Dundee? There is. They go to Los Angeles. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> When are they bringing Crocodile Dundee back? Well, they, they all thought it was coming back like a year ago with that Super Bowl commercial, which was just an ad for Australia. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Crikey! Uh, anyway, uh, so Naomi, um, she we found out that she's had her lung punctured by a branch. Uh, she starts speaking a whole bunch of different languages, uh, including Italian and Spanish. 
saying that she's dying. Um, and I do love the fact that it's like, we're going to get Jack. And is it Charlie? He's like, it's an eight hour walk. Desmond's like, I'll run. I'll run. <laughs> uh, right, you made a safe bolt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, even if you could do that in half the time, four hours, it's going to take another four hours to get back with Jack. Uh, so still eight- Jack run. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. No, I'm not going anywhere without Juliet. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like as the seasons go on, though, this island gets smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. So it may be eight hours there and only one hour back. Yeah, true. They're going downhill the other way, so it's fine. Um, so uh, this, of course, leads to Hurley. Meanwhile, they're all arguing, accidentally shoots a flare gun. <laughs> this, oh, my God. I get that Hurley is sometimes not the smartest, but why did he... Why did he pull the trigger? Like, it makes no sense. Because he's dumb. Haha. <laughs> like, why would he go, whoops, like, oh, I'm going to press this, see what happens. Well, maybe like, you didn't mean to. Maybe that's the whole thing, is it? Or. But how do you accidentally pick up a flare gun and shoot it into the sky? I don't know. I've never done it. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll answer that next time I do it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, oops, is his line. Um, haha, funny. Uh, but I do like, like, five seconds later, Macau just comes running into the jungle. <laughs> Hello, he's, he's alive now. Last time, he's we, last time we saw him, he was dead, basically. I do like this awkward moment where they just stare at each other, and then Jin just runs after him and tackles <laughs> him. <laughs> Classic Jin. Uh, oh. <laughs> I do love Mikhail though. It's great that he's back. Yeah, I just, it's just random because like we all guess we all thought he was dead, right? And then it was just like what? Um, and then yeah, they get into a bit of a fight, but then they kidnap him, and uh, that's that kidnap Mikhail basically. Then Charlie um, <laughs> somehow, bless you, knows that this is the guy that died at the sonar fence because Charlie knows everything. Um, and then as they get, the writers are in an awkward situation where none of them were there, Mm. but they had. Oh Oh, goodness! Wow, (laughs) bless you. Might need another ultrasound. (laughs) Yes. Um. So (laughs) that died. Um. (laughs) But this this is all about. I, I feel this is only used so that. Mikhail, Charlie, and Desmond are all known to each other, right? In about four weeks' time. That's got to be the point here, surely. Well, yeah. This is the prequel for the beginning of the end here, isn't it? Yes, the prequel for the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I understand what you're trying to say there. Um, she, Mikhail understands this woman speaking Italian... And then we find out that, of course, he was... Oh, like, he's going to be in the new series as well, isn't he? He is. Um, he's so is she. Field medic for the Soviet army and then says that um, I'll help her out if uh, you let me go. Um, <laughs> so he does. And apparently he straight away can tell that this woman's lung is punctured because that's how good the Soviet army are. And then I don't know what he even does here. He stabs her in the chest to let shit out and then... Um, he says, he, excuse me, oh God, I'm burping now. You're sneezing, I'm burping. Professionalism is <laughs> the other network, as always. Award-winning podcasting right here. Um, <laughs> Mikhail basically says... Well, just like season three. Yeah, exactly. Mikhail basically says, oh, she'll be done in a day. And Charlie's like, what? You know, you pierced the lung. It's called the island different. Maybe it will take a day and a half. Um, and then she says something in Portuguese, which Mikhail says, thank you for helping me. And apparently the correct translation she actually says is, I am not alone, according to Lostpedia. So mm, that is lost at its absolute best when, uh, when there's little things like that, that we don't know. But if you speak Portuguese or you do your research, you find this little Easter egg. I love that kind of stuff from Law. Thanks, Lostpedia. I'm glad you had a Portuguese person do that or something. So, good for you. Um, so, Mikhail essentially leaves. Uh, but at the same time, he's um, stolen the phone. Again, classic Jin. Detective Jin. Jin's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> um, great. Jin is just like runs after him and gets the phone. 
Um, and then I, I do. This is where like Macau's great when he's kind of like, you know, you wouldn't have respected me if I didn't at least try. I love that line. Like it's so good. It's true. Yeah, and I also love the fact, like again, there's all these little subtle little moments with Macau, isn't there? Where it's constantly, oh, you should have killed him. You should have killed him. And like we had that, uh, you know, I talked about that uh, a few weeks ago when I was saying about how like, oh, if they had killed him, you know, Charlie would be alive. And then like here's another point where it's kind of like, oh, we should have just killed him. We should have just killed him. And then I do like the point when, um, you know, Desmond basically brings up, what does, what does Charlie say? Something like, you know, they killed us. And then Desmond's like, well, my calculations, you've actually killed more of them. <laughs> Which is like, oh, well, touche. It's a little true. It is. So... Mikael is just... The actor who plays him is just great, though. Like, he's got some great facial acting. And the way he delivers some of these lines with like, such seriousness, like, definitely underrated... Uh, and even though he dies multiple times, I don't even care that he comes back. It's a little silly, but uh, he really adds to this episode and this show, I think. Is he the uh, male Rousseau? Uh, yeah, I guess he could be. He's popping up out of nowhere. Um, has an eye patch like Rousseau. Has a- Rousseau would rock an eye patch. She would. Yep. I, I, she I, would be like the female uh, snake from Escape from New York. She yep. kind of looks like him. A bit like Kurt Russell. Yeah, she's a bit Kurt Russell. <laughs> I'm sure she gets that a lot. <laughs> Kurt Russell was actually going to uh, play Russo originally and they were going to kill kill her off after one episode. <laughs> yes, often I see the two of them and I automatically get confused. Every time I see a Kurt Russell movie, oh, look, it's Rousseau. They should get Mira Furlan in the new... Escape from... Lost. Yeah, where are they escaping next? Um, in the cargo. <laughs> oh, wait, that's my move. <laughs> they won't let you leave. Um, yes. Yeah. So, they, coming soon. they make uh, a stretcher to help carry Naomi, uh, and then Naomi wakes up. Uh, and, you know, starts asking questions, and um, Hurley says that they are the survivors of Flight 815, and the woman is shocked because, as she says, they found a plane, they found the wreckage, there were no survivors, they were all dead. Now, plot twist, and I think kind of basically at the end of this episode and then a lot of next week, it's kind of really going into those theories about them being in hell and purgatory, isn't it? So yeah, um, I I can imagine the fan threads on forums and (laughs) 2007 Reddit would have been going absolutely gaga after this episode. Yeah. It's true. It's kind of a line that she says now we watch it in hindsight and we're like, oh yeah, good ending. But you have to think when you're first watching this, this had to have been a, like, bang, like, everyone going mental over this. Um, and again, they're nailing the endings of these episodes in season three. Um, but that's such a great spanner in the works of, what, you're all dead? Um, which the people who were saying it was purgatory must have been jumping in their seats. Ah, I was right. But let's see how that turns out for them. But... Um, yeah, it's a great ending, and it adds to another question of this show, which we'll we'll get we'll get answered. But yeah, it's a great little moment. It's you know what I find fascinating is I, I guess you know basically the time of this episode coming out. It's as in the one that where you're listening to our podcast episode is that it's going to be the the week that Game of Thrones ends, and like I've never seen Game of Thrones in my life, but like you can't avoid it. There's news headlines and stuff all the time about oh how amazing was this week's Game of Thrones and Lost definitely had that there was around about that time there was a lot of stuff around that but I feel as though Lost kind of obviously came just before like Twitter and Facebook and Reddit really took off so could you imagine (laughs) if this was today and like you know Lost was the Game of Thrones which it was at the time uh, but it was like in today's landscape just what this type of reveal as you were saying, like all the the purgatory theorists right now would have been jumping on Twitter and Reddit and just, <laughs> we, I mean, like podcasts weren't even that much of a bigger deal back then. All the podcast, you know, reviews and the YouTube reviews and just, 
I would just have been absolutely incredible. I mean, Jesus, I see a headline about Game of Thrones, a Starbucks coffee cup appeared in an episode, (laughs) and everyone's going freaking nuts about that. This is basically all but confirming a long-running fan theory. Sort of confirming, not really confirming, but you know what I mean. Um, so... Oh, and then, then just think about six weeks after this, mm. how the podcast would have been reacting to the end of the finale this season. Do, um... do you think, though, that the writers knew that these theories are out there and wanted to toy with them? Do you think that's why they did this? Definitely. Not this specifically, because this kind of has a resolution, but there are lines throughout the show where they say, oh, we're already dead, and and next week with Anthony Cooper... I definitely think some of it, they're just reacting to fans, which is a thing that happens nowadays. Like I know the uh, the producers of the show Westworld are very like active on Reddit, um, and they'll read the fan theories and play around with that in the show. So I definitely think that, because um, it was such a big theory. I, d- I do think... While it would be great if Lost came out now and they had all this YouTube and podcasts and Twitter, Reddit, in some ways I am glad it came out at the forefront of that. Really, Lost was the first show that absolutely broke the internet. But there was no, there was there wasn't YouTube or uh, there was YouTube in two thousand seven. It just wasn't what it was today. Like you didn't use it the same that you use today. No, no one was uploading a a thing straight after the episode going live from YouTube or, yeah. uh, there were a few lost podcasts, but that's what gave it its charm that there was maybe only a few of them. Uh, so I'm kind of glad that when we never did get that oversaturation, I almost think that as great as if there was lost two that came out, we'd have all these podcasts, all this content, uh, we could read about it every day. I'm kind of glad it was just, a front runner for that internet thing and it wasn't completely oversaturated and that you couldn't go on Twitter and read just the hashtags and it would just be uh, I don't feel like I'm not explaining myself too well I, but I understand what you feel like it had the perfect amount of internet like with the Game of Thrones thing it's just it's everywhere and Lost was everywhere but you know kind of in a water cooler way while Something like Game of Thrones is just, it's everywhere. Like It's almost everywhere. breaking news, Game of Thrones, which is... Yeah. Which is, it, I mean, that is a lot of the reason why I just blatantly refuse to watch it now, because I'm just so sick of the saturation that it has, that it's just, I feel like it's got such a reputation like that, that if I watch it, I'm just going to be just disappointed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just... There's, there's a difference, I think, between, say, like a TV show with that, and then, say, like, when the Avengers come out, because, I mean, that... A movie's kind of different. Movies have kind of always been that way in some way or another. But, um, but I mean, like, I, I think the charm of something like Lost and, you know, obviously, like, growing up in the 2000s, watching, like, 24, is that, like, you know, that was at the, the experimentation phase of what you could do with TV shows and additional media. So, like, you know, when 24 and Lost would do things like webisodes and, you know, mm. like, oh, let's watch this, an additional deleted scene or whatever online and things like that, like... It was just a little exciting thing. It was only like a one, two minute clip that just added something different to it, which was just, which was at the time was so groundbreaking. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I, I, I feel like Game of Thrones too, like something like Game of Thrones. And this is another topic of conversation or another episode probably, but we're obviously now in that era of TV where a weekly show is very rare like the charm of lost watching a show like lost in its prime is like having a cliffhanger like this going holy fuck and as you said like that water cooler moment the next day we have to wait a week and you've got to wait a week to have a resolution and like yeah you know game of thrones is like that but it's not going to be like that in 10 years time the the next game of thrones is just going to be a netflix thing because that's what we've already got game of thrones is the last it's the last next week at the time of recording that's it yeah for this kind of collective watching of something. Yeah. Which makes me sad because I'm a bit of a tradition. I love Netflix as not to the next person. You can go on, you can binge something. They do some creative things with their original shows and whatnot. But I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like the week-to-week kind of... That is why something like a TV show like Survivor still has its charm Mm -hmm. and has such a big kind of online following is... Really, in the grand scheme of things, nowadays, it's not a super popular show. A lot of people still watch it, but it's not like before. 
but it still has that weekly episodic kind of thing going on that will never kind of be converted to a Netflix online kind of platform. Mm. Uh, but I, I will miss it. I like the I like watching an episode and having time to mull over it and not feel like I have to watch it all because I'm falling behind and from everyone it, else. And it's anticipation too. I think like, I mean, yeah, we had that, yeah, on survivor. I mean, you know, remember the days when like you would come over to my house and we'd watch the live, you know, finale and, you know, Paul would come over and things like that. Like it was just, it was exciting. Cause yeah. you're like, Oh cool. This is great. It's going to be on. Like, no, they always turn out to be pretty shit because like no one you wanted to win would win, but it's just that build up and excitement that kind of, you don't get with like, Oh, it's 6am. I can watch all 12 episodes of this season of lost. Yeah. So I mean, that's it. again, it's <laughs> exciting, but it's like, it's not the same, but then it's gone in a week. You've forgotten a lot of things and everyone's moved on to the next thing. Um, and then it's so... also all about like, Oh, have you watched it yet? No, no, I haven't. I've only watched three episodes of it. Don't tell me what happens in episode. Don't spoil it. You know, and then it just becomes shit because it's kind of like you can't come in the next day. Like, yeah, you'd still get the occasional. Oh, I, I, I VHS lost last night. Like, you know, I haven't watched it yet. I TVO'd it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, so what a twi- What an ending though. Like, it's still, it's a great. Like, you're all fucking dead. Like. Um, it's, it's... I did uh, read a tweet the other day just while we're on the topic. It did say that, uh, where is it? Uh, Game of Thrones was actually a long con to make everyone understand that the Lost finale had the right idea of putting character before mythology. <laughs> uh, so that's going to trigger a lot of people listening. I just wanted to, I had, uh, I, to trigger, of, trigger some people. One of my friends the other day uh, posted a big long rant about... Um, you know, he's like, oh, I was a kid and growing up, my my Game of Thrones as a kid was Buffy and I remember getting up at like 6am to watch the finale and having all this destroyed and kind of, you know, this is what you've got to deal with next week, Game of Thrones fans. And it's like, this is the thing though, like people are just going on this rant. It's like, people who watch Game of Thrones have watched TV shows before and they know what it's like to deal with the ending of your beloved TV show. Like, it's kind of like, unless there are legitimately people out there who've never had to experience this before and this generation <laughs> i've only ever watched things on netflix i don't know what it's like to have a series finale um so anyway. well my dad works at a school and he was telling me he was asking this this genuinely upsets me a little bit he someone one of the students was telling him about a tv show and he's he asked <laughs> foolishly the old man that he is asked asked her what channel it was on Oh, and she looked at him like he was crazy. It's mm. on Netflix. <laughs> that that saddens me a little bit. Well, uh, that's true. I mean, I since I've lived in New Zealand, I've barely watched any TV here. The fact that I still don't know what all the TV channels are here, I'm like, uh, there's that one. There's I know that what number the music one is. <laughs> it's like, I think channel one yeah. is called TV One. So that's pretty easy to remember. <laughs> So. I don't even have a TV, although if I did, it probably wouldn't be much use for me to hear. Uh, so, I guess um, some trivia. Uh, the last episode that is centric solely to Sun. She will later have flashes only in multi-centric episodes or episodes shared with Jin. Uh, and, yep, you said about the conception date that's here. Um Though Jin's mother and son talk of Korean won, the episode subtitles translate the figure in US dollars. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, uh, when son visits her father's office, a logo at the stairs, say, Pike, Pike, whatever it is, underneath which is Korean writing, which translates to Pike Heavy Industries. Um, there's like a translation of what the employees are saying to each other. I don't really care about that. Um, according to Daniel Day Kim, Jin, if you didn't know who that was, some of the footage for the episode was damaged while being checked at an airport and had to be reshot. See, there, again, there you go. That would never happen today. Like, it'd all be digitally <laughs> uploaded to a cloud or something like that. Um, you know, good old, good old days when things like that. Um, production notes. Emily DeRaven appears without speaking lines. The only way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, a podcast rehash for the episode was released on April 30th, 2007. Um, the filming location of Jin's father 
was the same fishing dock that the submarine was docked at. I've been on that dock. Look, I've been, I was where Jin's father was, Noah. I stood <laughs> in the vicinity of where the actual man was. There you, you went go. to Namhe? I did. Um, yeah, so cool. There's lots of stuff going on. Oh, the one line I did like when, um, when Naomi's speaking all the different languages and she's like speaking like an Asian language and only like looks at her chin like not Korean, Chinese. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> um, uh, uh, questions, answers. Uh, are they really dead? I guess. Like, what's up with the plane? Yeah, what's up with the them being dead? What's up with them being all dead and wreckage? We're actually really close to meeting Grant Bowler, aren't we? That's exciting. Very close. Uh, any other questions? I guess something to do with Mikhail, but... What is the deal with Mikhail? Yeah, well, I know there won't be a proper answer. answer. Is no. Um, but I guess it's kind of a question. I don't know. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. You'll be dead in like four episodes. <laughs> but the main one is what's up with Naomi saying they were all dead. We haven't had the question, which I guess we really should have maybe a week or so ago. I was like, who is Naomi? Why is she there, I guess? Or is that just a obvious one? <laughs> obvious. Did we ever have something about the baby being ginned? Because I guess we have an answer, but I'm not sure if we ever... Uh, I don't think so. ...had that as a question. Why We do a that... bad job at this. <laughs> I've tried to find gin on our list. I've gotten the crossed out of why was gin bloody... Um, and that's the only one that we've got with gin in it. Uh, why is it Nathan Fillion in movies? Um, no, no. Who is a mysterious woman who likes chestnuts? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Uh, and yeah, I can't really have anything else out of there. Uh, buy it, rent it, bin it. Uh, I enjoyed this episode a lot more than... I kind of gave it credit for. I kind of like all the plot lines. I like the flashback, even though it's a bit useless. I like everything that happens there. Maybe I'm a bit biased. I like the dynamic of Juliet and Sum, which we won't really have much of again. And I, I like everything with Naomi and the, the two cliffhangers of I hate you and uh, that everyone was dead and Mikhail coming back. It's all great. There's not really many bad things to say um i will say it's a, a, a high rent i wouldn't say it to buy just because ultimately it's not an episode that we're really thinking too much about after it's over um but it's a good one it's a solid 42 minutes where we get i guess an answer even though we didn't say it about Jin, and we see his parents and we get the big questions so yeah, all around good, but not quite at that buy level. Just a, a high rent, I'd say. I am renting it. Uh, it's not a super high one for me. It's kind of a middle to low rent. I mean, it's, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I just, it's not one to me that kind of screams out something that, you know, like it's, besides the cliffhangers, it's got some good stuff, but it's, I don't know, the flashback's kind of just like, eh, cool, and baby stuff. So, you know, um, so yeah, I'm renting it. I've got this ranked at 54th out of uh, 67 episodes. So... This is actually the last flash... traditional flashback for an 815 survivor. So... Mm. Times are a-changing for the rest of this show. It's about to get very different going forward. Aw. Well, there you go. Sadness personified. Uh, The Brig! Next week, or as they would say in this country I'm living in, The Brug! Um, your thoughts? It's a it's a lock episode. We, you remember that cliffhanger, that little cliffhanger of his dad <laughs> being locked in a in a room, the box that we, you know, oh yeah, that was a pretty big deal. But let's just ignore it, shall we, for a couple of weeks? But we're finally going to get resolution because uh, we get a. I, I like next week. Next week's a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, season three has been a long slog for the rest of the episode. For the rest of the season, I mean, I'm spoiling it. It's going to be buys or high rents. Like, this is easily going to be one of the strongest runs the show will ever go on. 
for the next six or so episodes, which juxtaposes with the first six episodes of this season, which was the weakest run the show ever went on. So it goes out with a bang. Uh, and the brig, I mean, we'll, go, we'll get more into it in the episode, but it's... It's just a perfect culmination of two separate plot lines being brought together with a satisfying conclusion. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. There's a resolution to a plot, obviously, in this episode. I remember when I rewatched this a couple of years ago, uh, messaging you, basically saying, like, ah, oh, we never find a resolution to this. This is dumb. And you're like, uh, yeah, you do. Keep <laughs> watching it. Uh, so, yes, it's a, it's a good one. So, uh, in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels, um, leave us some feedback. We would appreciate to hear what you think of the show, what you think of Lost, what you think of Noah, what you think of me, what you think of Jared, what you think of Rossi. Not Colin, though, because he's not relevant anymore. Um, he's had babies. He's important in life. We're just losers on a podcast. He's a dad. Well, he was before, but whatever. Just us. That would be nice. Uh, and we appreciate you listening because we like you because you like us. My name is Ben, and go away, Noah. And my name is Noah, and I heart you, Mr. Kwan. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.